Adirondack Community, capturing, retaining, and communicating the stories of who we are, is a multi-year local history project that collects and organizes audio stories and related photographs from Town of Keene community members. Listen at My Adirondack Story to hear about the rich social and cultural history of our community located in New York State's Adirondack Mountains. Hi, my name is Bethany Gerritsen, and this podcast is about Adirondack women. Adirondack women make up the heart and souls of their communities, and all too often history has overlooked their stories of struggle and sacrifice. Our first story comes from Susie Doolittle, who found acting in the later decades of her life. As a child in the 1950s, she bonded with her father over musical theater in New York City. The arts also helped Susie grapple with the tragic death of her daughter. It seems my life has been lived in 10-year intervals. I've been very lucky in that the last 10 years, 2008 to 2018, have been impacted most by theater. One day I went to the Upper J Art Center and Recovery Lounge with a friend who was going to have some chairs upholstered, and I met Scott Renderer. We soon became fast friends, and he believed that I could be an actress and cast me in the lead role in the play Doubt by John Patrick Shanley. I discovered that I absolutely loved acting, that I was able to learn the roles and to think only about how exciting it was and how well I wanted to do and not be afraid of making a fool of myself. I continued to act for Scott for the next 10 years, and it has been one of the best experiences of my life. Partly because as a child in the 50s in New York City, I bonded with my father over theater. These were golden years in musical musicals in New York City, and together we saw Oklahoma and Carousel and My Fair Lady and Camelot and a host of others. We always had wonderful seats in the front row of the Loge, and it was just such a great experience with my dad. And that it seemed when I got to be in the theater again that I was rediscovering a part of my childhood whose importance I had not realized. Another thing that being in the theater at the Recovery Lounge, which is very intimate, very unusual way to experience theater, was that my daughter had died in a strange accident in 1990. And in my despair of the human race and the randomness of death and disaster after that, I found that what gave me hope and inspiration were the arts, particularly theater. And so knowing that to be my source of constellation and then to be able to express myself in that medium 
was a great blessing in living with the grief of my loss. The outdoors brings many people to the Adirondacks, but often music, art, and culture keep them here. Our next story comes from Ellen Dubois, who grew up in Brooklyn, moved to Keene, became an avid outdoors woman, and started playing the guitar. During the story, Ellen plays a song she wrote. Hi. My name is Ellen Dubois. Most of you know me as a yoga instructor or um, through my outdoor adventures, hiking, biking, ice climbing, rock climbing, all that good stuff. Today I'm going to talk about music as a thread in my life. My father, um, I grew up in Brooklyn, and my father introduced me to the guitar. Um, he, he taught me how to play, and he played in the Catskills in his 20s and 30s and in places like uh, the Browns uh, Resort or in the Concord. And I took that thread of music and continued and played for 30 more years without any lessons and finally decided, uh, I think I was in my 40s or 50s, that, hey, it's time to up the grade of the, the guitar playing. So I took some lessons in Glens Falls, and then when I moved up here, took some lessons in Lake Placid. Um, and then on one of my outdoor adventures, I ran into a wonderful man, uh, Joe Kahn. Many of you know him. And um, he told me about the Acoustic Club in Jay. And they play every Thursday night. And the, the name of the venue is Gems. And that's the Jay Entertainment and Musical Society at the Amos and Julia Ward Theater. And I'd like to share with you a song I wrote um, a couple of years ago. And here we go. Knowing you're there in the sunrise, feeling the light in the skies, knowing the depth of your heart, nothing can tear us apart. Fading lights. Empty nights. Where do we go from here? There will be moments like this when we know not our direction. Time will bring a correction and finally set us free. Fading lights, empty nights, where do we go from here? Time is a tension we all feel, though its dimension is not real. When will we pass through this dream to find the truth of our real me? Fading lights, empty nights, where do we go from here?
Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? From here. Thank you for letting me share the thread of music in my life. Early on, outdoor recreation in the Adirondacks had been dominated by men. The Isabel Six by Lorraine Duval is the story of a woman who retired in the Keene area and organized canoe trips for six women starting when they were 65 to 80 years old and continuing for many years. My name is Lorraine Duval. A few years after I moved to Keene 20 years ago, six of us formed a bond through our canoeing adventures. It all began in September 2004 after we lived through a harrowing experience on Little Tupper Lake. We were from Keene, myself, Marsha Mosey, Monique Weston, Keene Valley, Ruth Kufel, Wilmington, Jerry Wright, and Lake Placid, Gail McKay. We met through the local chapter of the Adirondack Mountain Club. I was the youngest at 65, Ruth the oldest at 80. It was Gail's idea to go for a canoe trip on Little Tupper Lake in camp for a couple of nights. This sounded great since I had never been there. Jerry and Ruth were already on board. When Marcia and Monique heard about our trip, they insisted on joining us. Now we were six. We watched the weather forecast with trepidation the days before we were to leave as Hurricane Isabel was advancing up the East Coast. We decided to go on the trip anyway as the path of the hurricane was inland and it looked like the major winds would be west of us we did, however, notice a warning on the Forest Preserve map and guide that states, the prevailing winds and shallowness of Little Tupper Lake often result in large waves. Be prepared. Monique and Marcia paddled a six, 16-foot wide, sturdy tandem canoe. Gail and Jerry had a 14-foot fiberglass, and Ruth and I had our solo hornback canoes. We met at the put-in site on Little Tupper, loaded our canoes, paddled about three miles, and found a wonderful upland campsite on a bluff overlooking the lake. The second afternoon, the wind started picking up. Before dinner, we discussed the feasibility of leaving, but all wanted to stay until the next day. I worried the whole night. In the morning, we briefly considered finding a trail and hiking out, or staying until the wind died down was a possibility as we had plenty of food. We decided to leave. As Marcia said afterwards, I knew we had this big challenge ahead of us and no one knew how it was going to come out. We took a leap of faith and jumped into our boats. We paddled to the far shore of the nearby bay and stopped at the beach to check on each other to make sure everyone was able to continue through the increasing hurricane winds. We forged ahead. I was in the lead. My solo canoe had an easier time cutting through the increasingly intense whitecaps than the tandem canoes, canoes that sit higher. But I never failed to make it around the third point. Nearly. Then I remembered that there was a house being built on one of the private land parcels on the lake. So I headed in that direction. I saw a man walking down a big boulder toward me and I thought he was going to tell us to go away. But he yelled, do you want a ride to the landing? That's where our cars were parked. I could not believe it. I paddled to shore and thanked him. Ruth followed shortly thereafter, then the rest. 
I found out later that the others had trouble getting around the last point. Ruth tried three times, Marcia and Monique at least seven times, with the wind driving them back and water coming in their boat. Gail and Jerry stayed back until Marcia and Monique grounded the point. We'd been paddling hard for over two hours. We found out later that the wind gusts were up to 50 miles an hour. Fallen trees and broken limbs littered the road leading out of the lake to the highway. Gail said, we're getting older, weaker. I'm proud we came out of it, surmounting our age. It energizes me to think I did such a tough thing at my age. We were all so energized but hungry and stopped on our way home for a late breakfast in the town of Tupper Lake, where we anointed ourselves Isabel Six after the hurricane. We've gone on an anniversary voyage every year since then, some years just for a day, other years canoe camping for three nights. Most were in the northern central Adirondacks, Lowe's Lake, Lake Lila, a turn to Little Tupper Lake, Henderson Lake, and Lake Everest. We also spent three nights in cabins in Vermont to explore portions of the Northern Forest Canoe Trail. We've become a legend in our local chapter circle. We often asked, do you have any openings? Our last story comes from Lissa Goldstein and is about how she returned to the Adirondacks to farm and created a business beloved by all who live nearby. Hi, my name is Lissa Goldstein. My great-great-grandfather Livingston Ludlow Taylor bought Rivermead in 1906. He had four daughters and the family that runs the property today are descendants of three of his daughters. Uh, the fourth daughter, Prue Taylor, was a farmer also. She milked cows and sugared maple on the property and ran the house as a boarding house. When I was a kid, my family used to spend a week in the summer and a week in the winter up at Rivermead. Um, it was a cheap vacation for a family of six. And when I was 14, I asked my cousin Rob, who was caretaking the property, if he would let me come work for him on his farm for the summer. So I went for a month that summer and then for the whole summer, the following four summers, all through high school and into college. And when I graduated college, I traveled around the world and worked on various farms across the U.S. and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I moved to Canada and worked on an urban farm there, and that's where I met my husband, Steve. And after about five years of working on that farm, I started to get the itch to start my own business. And Steve and I traveled east so I could introduce him to Rivermead, and he liked it and thought he'd, he'd give it a try moving there. So in 2017, we packed up all of our stuff and and got to Keene Valley on January 1st, 2017. Woke up in an unfamiliar apartment in an unfamiliar place and didn't know what we'd done, but thought we'd give it a try. So we started looking for property. We weren't sure um, where we'd be farming at that point. I knew I always wanted to come back uh, to New York and thought farming at Rivermead would be great. But Rob was already running a farming business there, and I didn't know if there was room for two businesses. So after several months of um, looking for land and dreaming up what this business would look like and what we'd grow and who'd we'd sell to and 
we eventually worked out an agreement with Rob and the rest of the family where we'd lease three acres and start our own farm called Wild Work Farm. And so we started the farm in 2018 and we sold about an acre and a half of vegetables to restaurants and grocery stores and people in town and everyone was extremely supportive and the farm was more productive than I had imagined and everyone kind of rallied around us and and gave us energy to work through what was a really difficult and exhausting first season. But by September, I already felt nostalgic for our first year. And uh, going into our second year, it feels like the challenge has just been to keep up with the expectations that everyone developed in our first year. But ultimately, what I remember and what helps to remember is that it's an incredible luxury to be able to do what I love for a community that appreciates it so much. Being an Adirondack woman myself, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening to these stories from Adirondack Community, capturing, retaining, and communicating the stories of who we are. Hear more at myadirondackstory.org and let us know your reaction to what you've discovered.